your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. This new show where you get to hear and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and beyond. And on the show tonight, music, movies, and museums. Got a couple of summer concert updates for you. Then an in-studio visit from Milwaukee Films interim CEO, Ann Reed. She's going to share plans in the city's cinema scene. And we're going to get her reaction not only to today's Academy Award nominations, but she has thoughts on Milwaukee Bucks, Adrian Griffin being let go. So we'll talk about that. Also, Milwaukee Museum Days continues through Sunday. And WTMJ's Debbie Lazga, she's going to bring us inside the Groman Museum on the Milwaukee School of Engineering's campus. And from the Milwaukee Public Museum's Director of Communications, Madeline Anderson, she's going to check in with us about canned food creations and other things you can enjoy at the Milwaukee Public Museum. And the song you need to hear tonight, it's a U2 song that will give a lot of Marquette fans the tingles. But from uh, gray, slushy winter weather to summertime, can we think ahead to outdoor concerts? Well, there are two big announcements today. First, oh yeah, Dave Matthews Band, their summer tour is kicking off, and they are going to be back at Alpine Valley Music Theater in East Troy, and it's going to be two nights which is usual for the Dave Matthews Band. June 21st and 22nd, a wonderful way to kick off summer. It was a great show at Summerfest last year. I hadn't seen Dave Matthews, gosh, in about 15 years. And last year's show was just great. He's got new music that you'll love and, of course, an impeccable band that just jam along. And it's a great summer tradition. If you've never been to Dave Matthews Band or just itching to see him again, this is your year. June 21st and 22nd at Alpine Valley. February 16th is when tickets go on sale to the general public. And if you know about their fan club, the warehouse, uh, they have a pre-sale going on right now through January 31st. Check out Dave Matthews Band's website to get all the details for that show. But I think that's uh, something really to look forward to. And then as we get a little bit later in summertime, Wisconsin State Fair always has a great setup on the main stage and... One of the ultimate classic rock bands going to be on the main stage in August. But this song is kind of appropriate for winter as we're talking about summertime. Foreigner, and it's their farewell tour. They're going to be on the State Fair main stage on a Saturday night, August 10th. They really are one of the most popular classic rock and rock bands ever. And they're one of those bands where you think, ah, I enjoy some of their music. It's song after song after song you can sing along to. Jukebox Hero, I Want to Know What Love Is. There's so many great songs. And tickets go on sale for Foreigner this Friday, January 26th at 10 a.m. at Wisconsin State Fair's website. And there is a pre-sale for Friends of the Fair. And that is a membership benefiting the Wisconsin State Fair Park Foundation. So uh, if you go to WSFPF. Or no, WSFPFoundation.org. You can get in on that pre-sale. Uh, but I'm sure if you can get to the Wisconsin State Fair website, you can get that. And I'll tell you who's opening for Foreigner is way cool. Melissa Etheridge. And she's, I think she's just epic. She's got one of those signature raspy voices. And another one who 
you think, oh, sure, I, I like one or two of her songs. You're going to sing along to I'm the Only One and a bunch of other great music. So Melissa Etheridge opening for Foreigner August 10th at Wisconsin State Fair. A little music update for you. You know I can't let some of the biggest concert announcements go unnoticed on a day that What's on Tap is on. So for music to movies, movie lovers today was a big day with the Academy Awards announcements and sports fans Today was a big day with the Milwaukee Bucks announcement this afternoon of the letting go of coach Adrian Griffin. That is going to be a hot topic uh, at 7 o'clock and at 8 o'clock uh, here on WTMJ. But we're going to talk about it a little bit here during What's on Tap because it's about culture and creativity. And we love the Milwaukee Bucks around here. Well, my next guest on what ta- What's on Tap has reactions to both the Oscars and the Bucks, both of these news items. We're going to welcome Milwaukee Film Interim CEO and Big Bucks fan Ann Reed to WTMJ next. Welcome back to What's on Tap, a show about culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. I am Sandy Max and movie lovers, maybe you recognize that music. That is from the Oppenheimer soundtrack and it was a big day with the Academy Awards announcements and sports fans, we were just talking about this, big day the Milwaukee Bucks announcement just this afternoon, a couple hours ago, of the letting go of Coach Adrian Griffin, which is pretty big. Well, my next guest on What's on Tap, she has reactions on both of these news items. Welcome, Milwaukee Film Interim CEO and Big Bucks fan, Ann Reed. Ann, we're going to talk movies and the Milwaukee film scene. But first, what was your reaction when you heard the Milwaukee Bucks news this afternoon? <laughs> Sandy, first of all, I'm really glad to be here. Thank you. I, you'll have much bigger basketball experts later on, I'm sure, on other shows. Um, I'm just a fan and, and a really big one. And I was sad. My first reaction was, he's just such a quintessentially nice guy. Yeah. And they are such a quintessentially delightful team to watch, just, just to a player. Um, they all just seem so great. And so you, you, you want everything to be great, and uh, and so I was I was sad to see him go. I've come to just really admire his his personality. I know they have to look forward to the playoffs. I know we don't want what happened in last year's playoffs to happen again. I know uh, tough decisions have to be made. I can't speak to any of that and how that got going. But my first reaction was, oh man, I would have really liked him to stay. Yeah, I, I like I like nice people. Exactly, and, it's just, and that's why it's so easy to root for. Giannis, and when I saw that Chris Middleton did so well yesterday with, and now, you know, one of the highest ranked scorers, it's like, oh, my heart is happy. On a pass from Giannis. So Giannis could have shot that, and he didn't. He passed it over to Chris, and Chris hit the record that way. That was, that kind of niceness is the coolest thing to watch. I love it. And actual teamwork instead of just having one star that you got to keep throwing the ball to. So that's why I talk about What's on Tap is a show about culture and creativity. Look, the Bucks are part of our culture and brought the city together with the world championship. Yep, yep. And, so, and people we could really admire because so much of that is about both culture and 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 culture in the city. It's about character, the character of the people involved. And Bobby Portis. Yeah. And all these fun personalities that all work together. So, And it always hurts my heart. It's like, well, give him more of a chance. But, you know, I guess if your eye's on the prize and you really want to get to the championship, how much longer... Do you let some of those puzzle pieces stay? I can't think say what's right or wrong in those I can't either. Yeah. I have to respect that expertise. I have to figure they know much more about it than I do. But uh, you had a thought about the Pistons game that you shared with me before we walked in the studio. Oh, just that um, a team that's, that's what, 4-39 and 39 or something like that? Like, those games were, were close. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I yeah, uh, those games were close. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. So, um 
someone will have a new role as the Milwaukee Bucks coach. Mm-hmm. We'll be on pins and needles, and you know we'll be watching that at WTMJ. Mm-hmm. We will be the first to tell you as soon as we know who that is. Uh, but you have a new role as interim CEO at Milwaukee Film. How did this come about? Well, for many years, I led the Wisconsin Humane Society. And uh, thank you for that. Oh, it was a for joy. For all the fuzzy buddies it, you got new it homes. It was an absolute, an absolute joy, the privilege of my life. And I retired in the fall of September 2022 and really thought I had retired. Um, and so when the uh, folks at Milwaukee Film understood that their longtime leader, Jonathan Jackson, after 16 years building the festival from basically nothing to one of the leading film festivals in the country, a real beacon across the country. And he was, he was ready to move on. And so they were looking for someone to hold the, the interim time while they went ahead and did a typical search as you would do for a successor. And so there were some folks who knew that I had some relevant experience, I guess, and, and wasn't working. So, uh, so that's how it came about. And I'm glad that if Jonathan's making a big decision to make a life shift that He's built such a great organization, and I love that his story from, you know, really starting out and serving popcorn at the Oriental to uh, to growing this and keeping Milwaukee film going during the pandemic and being at every film festival, shoes off, dancing around to talking heads, like just, you know, there was no questioning his passion. And uh, Matt Miller from On Milwaukee and I were talking on the day that the announcement came out that... We're just excited to see what his next project will be. Very much because so. there's no questioning his passion and his his uh, abilities and and his accomplishments of acquiring the lease for the Oriental Theater and to have this landmark preserved and preserved particularly keep showing films. Yep, yep. No, we're all we're all excited to see that too, and it is a privilege to carry that forward to the next stages. It's, it's been really great. Oh, and I'm excited. I want to find out more about what Milwaukee Film has in store in 2024 and uh, get your reactions to some of the Academy Award nominations and uh, maybe some of the perceived snubs. That's next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. Stay with us. Ooh, suspenseful music. You are hearing music from the film Poor Things. On What's on Tap, where you get to experience culture and creativity from Wisconsin and around the world. And the reason I'm playing Poor Things film music is that movie scored 10 Academy Award nominations today, including one for Kenosha, Wisconsin's Mark Ruffalo, which is exciting. And we're going to talk movies. I have to have the right person in the studio. And I do. Welcome back to the studio. This is Ann Reed, the Milwaukee Film Interim CEO. What was your reaction to the nominations this morning? Well, first of all, it was cool to see that of all the films nominated for Best Picture, you could have seen all but two of them at the iconic Oriental Theater. Oh, wow. Which is, as you you said, uh, Milwaukee Film runs movies all year round at the Oriental Theater. That's our theater. Um, and so it was just really cool to to see that. And right now, American Fiction and Poor Things are at the Oriental. So if you're still catching up on your Oscar watching, you can you can go to the Oriental and see those two films. And the others have have been there and gone on. Um, it was the the nominations were interesting. It's funny to just watch social media and see all the memes that start running and so on. I think like a lot of moms and do- moms of daughters. I was surprised by the by the Barbie. Let's call it a snub of Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie. Um, and uh, incredible it, that yeah, incredible that they weren't 
nominated for Academy Awards, especially in light of the Golden Globes and Critics' Choice Awards. And just there are a lot of movies that can be blockbusters and popcorn movies. But this was bigger than that this past summer. Like it really was societal and pretty darn seismic. And for it to be ignored, especially with Greta Gerwig as a female director of such a phenomenon. Wow. The first billion dollar movie directed by a woman and absolutely a cultural phenomenon. I, like many other moms, got dressed up in pink and we oh, did went you? <laughs> and, and just the, the discussions that it was able to start yes. between you and your daughter, between it was, it was really remarkable. One thing I've heard is that Margot Robbie looks so much like Barbie that maybe people thought that it wasn't an Didn't effort think it was for a stretch. her. To, to She's really a savvy businesswoman but, behind the scenes and as if well. You, if you watch it, you, I think there's a, there was a great deal of subtlety there. So it was interesting from that point of view. I saw, I saw a question on social media like, where's the committee that did this? And the answer, I think, might surprise a lot of people. There is no committee. It is direct voting. If you're an actor, you vote directly for the nominees for actors. If you're in lighting, you vote directly for the... So there's no group of people getting together and discussing this. It's very much the popular vote. And that can lead to funny things. That is it. Well, like any list you know, top five of something, it's subjective. Yeah. So, but it'll be fun to watch the Oscars. But now that you are in this role, leading Milwaukee film, the film festival is a wonderful experience to see all kinds of films, some documentaries that get nominated for Academy Awards later. I've seen just a wide range of films. So when is the film festival and what are some other things coming up in 2024? The film festival is April 11th to the 25th. Mark that on your calendars. Information will be on our website, mkefilm.org. It will be amazing. It has been amazing in the past. There is so literally something for everybody at the festival. And I I love to listen to the folks who try to hit as many movies as they can. And they're going to, you know, dozens of movies. I cross-reference the entire schedule. That's me. It's fantastic. For an Oscar preview, actually... Uh, as soon as the Oscar nominations come out, that is as of today, we start programming an Oscar shorts uh, so that you can see oh, all the short films I that were nominated that. for Oscars kind of all at once. I believe the date for that is February 16th. So watch our website for that as well. And then I, our programmers, they just amaze me. They right now are programming the following really powerful Black History Month programming that's going to go on through the month of February. And all of this is separate on the website, so you can go in and see one or the other. Yeah, uh, Women's History Month will be coming up in March with great programming there as well. Um, then there's a series in February that they're calling Love Hurts. It's the anti-Valentine's Day oh. series. <laughs> no rom-coms allowed uh, in that? It is, it is the dark side of love. It's hilarious what they have lined up for that. So if you... if and then I know a lot of, no, I know some anti-Valentine's Day people. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like being romantic right now. We have the movies for you at the Oriental. That's fun. All through the month of February. Because film really does bring people together, and it takes you places where you never thought you could go, or it teaches you, like with documentaries or with some of the films, it will be a Black History Month. I just love how it transports you. Absolutely. And connections and patterns. So it's one thing to see one movie that's kind of anti-Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's one thing to do. It's another thing to devote the month of February to it and see the patterns and themes among that and to share that with others 
in a theater experience. Well, it's so powerful. And in some of those, uh, you know, anti-Valentine's experiences, which are very specific and unique stories, yet what the universal themes are. We've all had our hearts broken. Exactly. We've all had unrequited love. Exactly. Exactly. Can you find the amusement in it sometimes? <laughs> That is exactly right. So, um, so it's great. There's a Hitchcock series being programmed at the same time with Psycho, Rear Window, Vertigo, Shadow of a Doubt, Saboteur, Marnie, things you'd never have the chance to see on the big screen. And that's how they were specifically filmed. Exactly. Alfred Hitchcock was not creating films thinking that we would have them on our phones or even sitting at home watching them. So to see them on the big screen. Think about Vertigo on the big screen. Wow. Um, just, just amazing. And then in March, there's a Polish miniseries that was made in 1989. It's called Decalogue. It's 10 one-hour segments. Apparently, it's a masterpiece, and we are showing it in 10 different showings through the month of March. These people are amazing. That is really interesting. I love the passion and dedication of the Milwaukee film team. Yes. Like you said, I mean, they're... Kara Ogburn, who's a programmer, is at Sundance right now. Yes. Finding some of those films to bring back to Milwaukee for our audiences. So thanks for keeping up the great work at Milwaukee Film. What is the website? MKEFilm.org. How simple. Ann Reed, interim CEO of Milwaukee Film. What a pleasure to chat bucks and movies with you. Thank you for stopping by, and I look forward to our next visit. Thanks, Sandy. It's been fun talking music and movies so far on What's on Tap. I am Sandy Max, and now we're going to talk museums. It is still Milwaukee Museum Days, and I've been going out and about, but so has Debbie Lazaga. Now, Museum Days goes through January 28th, and Debbie Lazaga continues her series, taking a look at a few of the locations participating in this year's event. Let's go along with Debbie now. On the Milwaukee School of Engineering's campus resides a special museum with a special theme. I sat down with director of the Groman Museum, James Kieselberg, to find out more. Well, the Groman Museum is among the most unique museums in Milwaukee. Um, we were established uh, actually based on a collection that was given to the Milwaukee School of Engineering by Eckhart Groman. Eckhart ran an aluminum foundry for some 40 years, and uh, over that time he amassed a collection of industrial art. And with a growing collection of over 400 pieces, ultimately decided that he would give the collection as a gift to the Milwaukee School of Engineering. And so in 2001, he made that gift with the idea that he would open a museum. Making this one of the newer museums in the area. One of the things that always has captivated artists over the centuries is work. How can they capture human endeavor, both in figure study and as an interest in the actual industry or the labor that the people are accomplishing, or uh, just as a curiosity. Now, a lot of other museums have some exhibits themed on industry and the worker, but this is a whole museum dedicated to that. We've done 50 feature exhibitions, all on the themes of labor industry as it's translated through art. As a matter of fact, their newest exhibit just opened up in time for museum days. We're opening a special new exhibition, and it's uh, Patterns of Meaning, and it's uh, an industrial art exhibition by Corey Bonnet, a Pittsburgh painter. Corey discovered a, a cache of, of wooden foundry patterns some years ago, and he set about creating new art based on these industrial artifacts from the late 1800s, early 1900s. And so what we have is a selection, an assortment of paintings, sculptures, new works in glass and ceramic, uh, a lot of woodworking, all based on these historic foundry patterns, and it's a magnificent display. And it'll be running through April 27th. 
plenty of time to check it out. And so the feature exhibition program, I think for any museum, is very important to just renew interest to catch different niches in our community. It's just a way for us to keep the uh, exhibition program lively, always fresh and new, and uh, show a, a variety of art as it relates to human labor and achievement. Wondering how and when to check this place out? We're open seven days a week, 9 to 5 during the week, noon to 6 on Saturday, and 1 to 4 p.m. a short day on Sunday. General admission is $5. It's $3 for students and seniors, and kids 12 and under are always free. The Groman Museum on the campus of MSOE. It's a whole new angle on work. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. It is a fantastic space to go into. It's one of those spaces where I feel like if you are downtown, you might drive by it a lot and see that big atrium. And then if you look up on the rooftop garden, you see those larger-than-life sculptures of people who look like they're welding and shoveling. It's it's really fascinating space to be in, full of paintings and sculptures. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, check out the Groman Museum and visit Milwaukee.org. has an entire section dedicated to Milwaukee Museum Days with an interactive map and everything. So make the most of these Milwaukee Museum Days. There are freebies and discounts and deals. Milwaukee Museum Days through Sunday and visit Milwaukee.org. And we're going to check out what's going on at the beloved Milwaukee Public Museum, including creativity with canned food. That is next on What's on Tap on News Radio 620 WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max. Debbie Lazaga of WTMJ just took us to the Groman Museum as part of Milwaukee Museum Days, a fun event going on all the way through Sunday where you can get discounts and deals and even freebies at some of the best museums in our city, but also around our area. Also Cedarburg and Racine. So check out visitmilwaukee.org for the full interactive map and uh, got a new museum to take you to. Uh, Let's visit Milwaukee Public Museum. It's one of those museums that is just beloved and sentimental. So welcome to What's on Tap, Milwaukee Public Museum Director of Communications, Madeline Anderson. Thank you. Yeah, it's been um, an exciting couple days. We're about five days into it and still have another about five days to go. And what are you offering special during Milwaukee Museum Days at the Milwaukee Public Museum? So we kicked off uh, Milwaukee Museum Days with special bonus on-site programming where we have our museum educators out on the exhibit floors. This week they'll be out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they're going to be providing fun, interactive learning opportunities for visitors, really of all ages, that relate to fossils and other paleontology topics. It's like Ross from Friends would love to be there. (laughs) Do you have a particularly favorite space inside the Milwaukee Public Museum, maybe a sentimental spot or a, a fascinating spot? Yeah, I personally love our butterfly vivarium. It's the enclosed garden where there's the free-flying butterflies and moths flying about. And it's always warm. You know, it's around 80 degrees. So especially this time of year, it just feels so wonderful to walk in there for a couple minutes and be surrounded by these very colorful, beautiful butterflies. What a moment or minutes, however long you want to spend in there, of beautiful nature and meditative peace like that's got to lower your stress level just being around butterflies exactly it's as you said it's like meditating or you know just you you feel happier when you're in there and then once you leave we think of science sometimes and you think of 
it just nuts and bolts. And to think of science and nature in this way, it's just, it's heartening. And we do have an area where you can see what those butterflies look like, you know, before they become butterflies. So you get kind of the whole life cycle of the butterfly while you're in there as well. One of my sentimental favorites, I love that Granny is still there at the Milwaukee Public Museum. And I, <laughs> I know it was very important to people that Granny and some other things go to the new space in the next couple of years. But another space that is fun, you talk about the natural part with butterflies, but the history part, like walking through the European village, is just such a fun stroll. Yeah, there's, I think, about 30 houses in the European village, and they each depict a different country and a different heritage that you know you'd find in Europe and um it it is fun walking through there peeking through the windows and the doors and looking at life and what it what it would have looked like back in Europe around the turn of the 20th century and there's an Irish house. I'm getting ready to take a group of WTMJ fans to Ireland in the springtime, and I've been looking for different Irish cultural things. And I remember there is an Irish house in the village, and there's somebody special inside that house. Yep, there is an Irish house, and we have a a mannequin, a woman in there, and she is knitting. <laughs> it's a woman knitting. Don't give it away. <laughs> you did bring up Granny and the knitter, as you call her. And I do actually have a fun story about both of those women. This was many years ago, but there happened to be a second literal head of the Irish woman lying around um, in, you know, museum storage. (laughs) And one of our exhibit artists was told back in the day to use that second head um, for Granny in the streets of old Milwaukee, because I guess years ago, the head on the old granny was pretty scary looking. This was before my time, but I was told, you know, it's pretty scary looking. And she didn't so, have a friendly face. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't as welcoming as the granny we know today. So the Irish woman, you know, the second version of her head was put on granny and it was, it was made to look a little different. They, they freshened her up, changed her hair and makeup a bit, but Next time you're at the museum, look closely at the Irish woman and Granny, and you'll see they actually are quite similar. Maybe they're sisters. Maybe Granny has an Irish heritage. (laughs) (laughs) She probably does. (laughs) Madeline, there is something else interesting going on at Milwaukee Public Museum that's coming up that I think is such a great way to be creative and also do a good deed. It's called, not construction, it's called canstruction. Yeah, so playing on the word construction and can because it is a canned food sculpture exhibition. Um, And we're really excited. We're going to be hosting Canstruction for the first time in the exhibition's history. I think it's been around for more than 10 years in Milwaukee. But this is the first time at MPM. Um, And to give you a little bit of background information, so Canstruction calls on local leaders in architecture, engineering, and construction to donate canned and non-perishable food items to build these captivating sculptures using only those items. And then once the exhibition wraps up, all of the food items from the sculptures will be donated to the Jewish Community Pantry, and they provide emergency food and resources to residents in the Metcalf Park and Amani neighborhoods on the city's north side. It's all about artwork. It's all about creativity, engineering, construction, but then also it's for a really good cause. And the community, what a creative way to help out the community. And when can we see construction at the Milwaukee Public Museum? Construction is going to start Saturday, January 27th 
On that day, the different teams, there's going to be 12 different teams competing. They will be assembling their sculptures, and then the public can view it through Sunday, February 4th. What a great idea to use the creativity and uh, science. You know science is involved in making those calculations to create a canned food sculpture so it uh, stays up. I think it'll be really exciting for our visitors to see, and it is included with general admission at the museum. Again, since we have museum days going on, we do have museum admission discounted to $15, both January 27th and the 28th. And then on February 1st, we have our free day, So anyone can come to the museum and see the sculptures for free that day. Milwaukee Public Museum Director of Communications, Madeline Anderson, thanks so much. Happy Museum Days to you. Thanks, Sandy. Nice chatting with you. Always a pleasure. MPM.org if you want to plan your trip to Milwaukee Public Museum and uh, visit the woman inside the Irish house and see houses from Ireland and all around the world. Just one of the fascinating exhibits at Milwaukee Public Museum. And, you know, you can see houses in Ireland with me. If you're on the fence uh, considering it, email sandy at wtmj.com, S-A-N-D-Y at wtmj.com. I will send you the brochure and uh, to get you in the mood to travel to Ireland, uh, a song from one of the ultimate Irish bands and a song that also has meaning for a lot of Marquette fans. I've got basketball on the brain. That's next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blogs going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. And this is a song that has been stuck in my head all day, partially because of all the basketball news with Bucks coach Adrian Griffin getting let go. Believe me, we'll be talking about that after 7 o'clock and after 8 o'clock on WTMJ. But being a huge Marquette fan, this is one of those songs that automatically makes me think of college hoops. And then also, as I'm planning to go to Ireland in May, there are still spots left. We're going to close the booking next week on Monday. If you've been on the fence and are thinking about it, you too. Let's put you in that mood. Go to their one of their favorite towns of Dublin with me and stroll around. We'll stroll Galway. Kill Kenny. Go see the jaw-dropping view at the Cliffs of Moher. Sip some Guinness. Kiss the Blarney Stone at Blarney Castle. If these are things you've been dreaming of, indulge in Ireland. Travel with me. Sandy at WTMJ.com is my email address. S-A-N-D-Y at WTMJ.com. Let's travel together. Here's you too. It's a song you need to hear.
Come with me to the land of U2. Ireland awaits in May. But there are only a few more spots left. Book that trip with me, WTMJ.com, for the trip details. Or email me, Sandy at WTMJ.com. I would love to send you the brochure. You know we'd have a great time following in U2's footsteps. I'm Sandy Max. Thanks for hanging out with me on What's on Tap tonight. Uh, at 7 o'clock, Brian Noonan is ready with WTMJ Nights, and he's going to talk about the big upheaval in the Milwaukee Bucks organization with Coach Adrian Griffin uh, now not being coach. Keep it here. News and WTMJ Nights next on WTMJ.